episode is sponsored by the award-winning book Spirit of the Woods, the story of a young woman's encounter with Bigfoot by James Allen Ross. Hey, boo thing. Wait, do we usually say that together? No. <laughs> I'm a little rusty. Now we're in person and you don't know how to act. I know. I never know how to act in front of people. This is nothing new. You're just nervous to be in front of me I'm in so person. starstruck. I'm starstruck. It's the Rebecca Ruber of Killing Chickens in the Woods. I love your work. Is that a boy band I see? Hey, Boothanks. <laughs> it's your girl, Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to... This is what we say together. Oh, yes, we do. This Just is the part. Just bully things. <laughs> and we're back, people. <laughs> hey, Boothanks. Welcome back to Just Ghouly Things. And we are your hot mess of hosts, <laughs> Rebecca and Lily. Hey! Oh, I know you missed hearing us. Oh, boy, did you. Yeah. It's been a week, but it's been multiple weeks since we've seen each other in person. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad to get back to recording in person. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's different. Yeah, we get to like, it's, it's, it's. It's still great, you know, doing Zoom and everything, but there's just something about being together and having that energy physically and being able to, when we get to, you know, when we Zoom, we're looking at our phones. We're not looking at each other. So Uh when we get to like a spooky, kooky, ooky part of a story, we can kind of... Yeah. Yeah, Uh exactly. It's a little more difficult. So I'm happy to be back in Rebecca's lovely home with her cat who hates me. And besides Boots hating you, look at this upgrade of a little studio. I am loving it. Like... This is like this legit. is I'm yeah like I'm into this. It feels I finally feels, have the microphone no. hooked up to the desk so that it's, it's not, not in the napkin holder. <laughs> we have the ring light. We are glowing up slowly but surely. We've got an actual camera that's not being used currently. Yeah, but there. I love it. The printer. We've yeah. got post-its. It's post-its. Yeah, and a notepad to write notes. That I haven't used yet. That's What's the this? charger for the oh, camera. Oh, a camera charger? So I, I haven't had a real camera since my seventh grade digital camera, which I left at the dance <gasps> in my Vera Bradley purse, which got stolen. Wow, that just took me back. That's 2008 in a sentence. That is a real <laughs> time travel moment. Right <laughs> and with your Victoria's like vanilla spray. I was about to say I had a Lancome Juicy Tubes in there. Oh, no joke. I had a Juicy Tubes. Yes. <laughs> Where I know for sure you were wearing a tank top underneath a t-shirt. So that yes. just in case it was a little bit of like a V-neck t-shirt, you had the camisole poking out. You know what? You are very close. I had on, I remember this outfit. It's actually on Facebook. Wait, wait, wait. Before you say anything, was there also like plaid color Bermuda shorts involved? No, no. not, okay. okay. No, but I did, I think, wear those to my Jonas Brothers concert. Iconic, In yes. case Nick Jonas fell in love with me, uh-huh, right? Yeah. So I, I did, oh my God, I had so many fucking plaid, like seersucker type of Bermuda shorts. Uh-huh. And they always had like that one thin, like gold or silver stripe that yes. was sparkly to make it like a little extra spicy. <laughs> Caught the seventh grade boy's attention. So uh, it was an Abercrombie cami. Cute. That was like a light blue, um, like and green, like flout, like floral print with like a little lace. But of course, like when you're in seventh grade, like you're flat like a plank. Mm-hmm. And it was very, and the straps were really long. 
So I had under it a white tank top, which fed into covering me and also the layered vibes. And then I had a, like, cobalt blue denim miniskirt from H&M. Like, I was shopping at the mall now. I was a woman. Wait, you were going to H&M in seventh grade? I was. Who is she, guys? <laughs> I was an icon. I don't even think I knew what H&M was in seventh grade. Uh, yeah, I went to H&M, and I remember my grandma taking me to the mall at one point, and I was like, Grandma, do they have an H&M? And she was like, uh uh-huh. <laughs> I was like... And H&M, and we're, like, in front of all these... Uh-huh. We're, like, in front of all of these cool teenagers. I was like, H&M? And she goes, H&M? Who's that? <laughs> so I had my H&M cobalt blue miniskirt under. We love that. And under that were black capri leggings. <laughs> of course. How the fuck did I forget the black <laughs> leggings underneath? What were, the, what were the shoe of choice? God. Um, Was it Converse? N- Converse or probably flip-flops. It might have been, you know what? Let me actually, I think it's one of my first tagged Facebook photos. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to scroll back. When you find it, we got to post it on our Instagram at... Just Ghouly Things Podcast. I'll post mine. Yeah, do you have any like school dance pictures? I of course do. Um classic uh definitely have to find some in the timeline like i don't mm-hmm. my facebook page i have now isn't the one i had in eighth grade mm-hmm. but i remember your old facebook remember your old facebook page your time your timeline cover was broadway <gasps> but oh, up yeah. until you read like for years like it you was, had the one photo the one cover photo was just times square broadway from 2015 to 2020 like literally <laughs> never changed i forgot a cover photo like cover photo was mm-hmm. a thing mm-hmm. and then I was like oh I haven't been to Broadway in years I should probably change this this is not on brand currently I used to change my profile picture every week for attention <laughs> gotta get those likes well, in, you know? yeah not for attention I shouldn't say because I didn't want anyone really thinking about me um just for I guess because I guess to seem cool that's you what it was keep, you had to it keep was my, your, my image yeah you had to keep your friends entertained because exactly you never posted a picture without it being funny though like you always like you always had like a joke or like like it was always something fun it was very entertaining so oh yeah you had to entertain yeah it was definitely because I thought you know what it was it wasn't for attention even though like we all do things for attention that when we're percent. teenagers but that wasn't what I did um, I did have a vlog and makeup channel. I think that's did what you I, actually? it was. I, w- I I think I can still find some of the videos. They were terrible. There was an earthquake in the middle of one of them. Oh. <laughs> it was just, I was putting on like my Mac Viva Glam Gaga lip gloss and like the collectible dolls on my wall started shaking. Hold the fuck on guys. I just want to let you know. She just said that an earthquake happens in the middle of one of her videos. First, this is viral potential. <laughs> Second of all, if those of you guys that are new here don't know, we're from New Jersey. Earthquakes rarely happen. <laughs> so one of two things happened. She caught a rare moment in New Jersey history. <laughs> or two, her house, her dolls were haunted and she just oh. thought it was an earthquake. Well, you know what? There is actually a much better video of a girl, and she's putting on red lipstick. Have you seen, I've that, seen one? that one? Yeah. It was not that good. It was wow. more like you can't even see the shaking on the camera. I just saw. So I lived on the corner of a quiet street and like a busier street. Yeah, I remember. And whenever trucks would drive by, like our house would shake because mm-hmm. it was old. And 
you know, it was like, like they would like wobble mm-hmm. a little bit as the truck passed by. So I thought nothing of it. And I'm like serving looks via, yeah. via my built-in HP webcam. And, oh my gosh. And, you know, the dolls shake. I don't think anything. And then they like keep shaking. And I get a call on my cell phone from my mom. And she was like, get your brother and the dog and go in the basement bathroom. What was the cell phone that was being called? That would be my, that was, I had a razor. And then I had the NV2 in red. So I'm assuming this was probably like 2011, 2010. It was, yeah. yeah, It was like 2010. And it was one of those, it had like the buttons on the front. And then you open it kind of like a sidekick. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. You had a sidekick, right? No, I had, okay. So my first one was a razor. Also, by the way, this is us at a party, at a birthday party. Can we just like crop people out? And then besides that, we're good. So uh, what were we talking about? I don't think we ever even got into our topic for no, this episode. No, we did not. So we should probably do that before everyone just starts giving us one-star reviews. <laughs> oh, by the way, before you give us a one-star review, consider giving us a five-star review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I guess we'll talk about paranormal we stuff well, this week. Oh, yeah. So this week, we're going to be talking about shadow people. Ooh. And this is something that we've touched upon in several of our previous mm-hmm. episodes. And I just think that... You know, people are always having shadow people experiences. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an interesting topic to talk about. Yeah. So we're going to read a few encounter stories that we found online. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that on that. So this one is called Just Dreams? Question mark. So anyways. Okay. So I've seen shadow people twice, but each... Oh, and this is a Reddit user Sweetie Chout. I don't know. Sweetie Chout. Um, I've seen shadow people twice, but each time it was in one of those not a dream dreams where you wake up in the morning and literally everything is as if you've actually woken up, but then you just decide to go back to sleep. You know, those moments you wake up and the birds are chirping and you're like, oh, birds are up. It's too early for me. You go back to bed, but you're kind of dazed. Yeah. You're like dozing, right? Anyway, the first one was a sleep paralysis one. It was at least 10 years ago. I had woken up, but I couldn't move. I looked at my window to see that it was morning. Then I looked at my wall, and a black smoke started to come in like sunlight. I was absolutely freaking out. It was getting bigger, and it was getting closer. But I went back to sleep, woke up, and jumped out of bed. It was literally just a dark blob. There were no discernible features, just a blob of smoke. The next one was this year, fairly recently. I had woken up that morning to my cat hissing. She's literally never once hissed at anything. Can't relate, Boots. <laughs> Look at her sleeping like a bitch. Um, <laughs> I just want you guys to know that Lily just bullied my cat. Your cat bullies me. Your cat bullies me. Your cat hates me for no reason. It's like middle school. To be fair, you kind of taunt her, though. I, okay, but not the first few times I met her. And today, help your and kids. today, but today I tried to be nice to her and I tried to do that thing where you like reach out your hand to like show, like smell me and is that only for dogs? Is no, that- it's for cats, but I feel like she probably thinks you're being like facetious at this point. Like you're just being like petty because okay. you to be petty. Sometimes. Yeah. No, you know what? I would not blame her for expecting such behavior from me, but I'm... Like, this is, like, the olive branches of olive branches here. I think she needs to go to your next therapy session with you. I mean, you know You guys what? can talk some stuff out. Yeah, we need, we need cat to human therapy. So, anyways, um, my cat has literally never hissed at anything. 
As I turn to look back at her, I sleep on my stomach and she sleeps at the foot of my bed. I hear a voice that tells me not to and to go back to sleep. So I do. Smart move. Smart move. The weird part is, it's as if I had already seen it. Like I had eyes in the back of my head. It was very tall, very buff, and it was standing just in front of my closet's doorway. It had a very defined outline, but no features, as if someone spray-painted a cardboard cutout. It all happened in just a few seconds, but it felt like I was looking at it forever. And that's so true. I feel like that's a defining moment in most paranormal encounters, Mm -hmm. and what really sets them apart from the ones that are just written on Reddit Mm -hmm. is that when you experience these things, it's a split second but feels like ages. Yes. Yeah, it's like you're stuck in time. Exactly. Other than those two times, I feel like I see shadow cats all over my house. Always barely out of sight, rounding corners, running past my legs, jumping into bed with me, etc. I don't mind them at all, except when I think my cats are coming to cuddle, only to find nothing's there. They seem to show up a few times here and there and been when I first moved into my house, but this year they've been running around like crazy. I'm hoping it's only because they're comfortable in my house and not because something bad is coming. Mm. And Well, going off of what you were saying about the shadow cats, Mm -hmm. so I found this TikToker who's Mm -hmm. an animal psychic medium. Ooh. So she talks to people that may be looking to... Well, I don't know if she's specifically an animal psychic medium, but, like, she connects with animals. Okay. During her reads, and... Oh, my God. What's her at? (laughs) I have to find it, but I'll post on our private Facebook group, Go Join Us, at... Just Going Things Podcast. This woman, she posts little clips of her conversations not the not the real conversations but like reenactments yeah Yeah. and about experiences of cats or dogs talking about their owners to the psychic saying like oh tell her that i loved her so much that i'm still with her oh Um, god like tell her that i'm sending a cat or dog her way and then she adds like soon enough that person ended up coming into contact with someone that was looking for this dog to find a new home or cat to find a new home. And it just proves that our animals are still with us even in the afterlife. And it's just so refreshing. When you watched those, were you crying in the club? Oh, 1,000%. Because I feel like those would make me cry in the club. Yeah. I'm already kind of crying in the club. I was cutting some onions in the bathroom (laughs) for sure. Because I only watch TikToks while I'm taking a shit. (laughs) Maybe that should be exclusive content. So my first story for today is titled, My Mother Finally Admitted the Smiling Man is Real. Oh, God. I hate this already. And this is- I'm picturing Momo. This- Yeah, me too. (laughs) This uh, user is named Philly Severus 666. I don't like the numbers, but we'll see how this goes. (laughs) Nearly 20 years ago, my family lived in a 100-year-old house in Idaho Falls across from a church. It was haunted by a demon I called the Smiling Man. He had a gaunt body like a corpse with long limbs- a mouthful of rotting teeth, the eyes of a dead man. He would walk up and down the hallways at night, scratching the walls and wooden floors with his fingernails, sometimes crawling on all fours. No, ma'am! I slept in a room three stories up in the attic and suffered from horrible nightmares due to the smiling man standing in my doorway and hearing him walking in the middle of the night. My parents told me years after we moved out about how I would stand outside their bedroom door and scream and cry and beg them to let me in. 
My mother said that at first she thought I was making things up, but then realized something was wrong and let me sleep in their room until we moved out. The house was built in 1907 and was previously owned by a man who kept tattooed body parts in pickle <gasps> jars. Oh! Uh-huh. And it had a dark basement full of spiders. That's enough uh, foreshadowing. Although my parents put my playhouse and other toys there, I refused to go down in the basement. Steps yeah, yeah. And, yeah, understandable. And was terrified of even walking by the door. This is not a made-up story. This is 100% real. I would disclose the location, but I don't want to scare anyone currently living there. Okay, that's a good point. At the time that we lived in the house, I was three years old, but the effect of the smiling man would last a lifetime. For the last two decades, I've experienced and seen things that should not exist. If it was only me that has physically encountered these ghosts, I would write it off as my own imagination. But my friends and family, all very rational Christian people who are also affected. I suffered from nightmares and night terrors for 10 years after we left the Idaho Falls house, only managing to get them under control when I was 12. When I was 10, me, my brother, and our two childhood friends saw what appeared to be the Grim Reaper in our neighborhood. After approaching the figure, we realized that it was clearly a spirit and that it was indeed real. This ghost we named Danny, and it still haunts my old neighborhood to this very day. As teenager, both apartments were haunted by a ghost named Steve. At first, I would wake up in the middle of the night to the sound of feet shuffling around the living room. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I was dreaming until my mother asked me one day what I'd been doing walking around the house in the middle of the night. <laughs> In the second, the ghost knocked ornaments off our Christmas tree, toppled presents, and locked me out of the house when I had a friend over. There was no one inside, and I had not locked the door. At my Starbucks, which was inside a Target, I began seeing a black shadow figure running around out of the corner of my eye. I nicknamed this character Wilson. Wilson tortured me for months, pulling my apron, throwing bottles from the shelves, and once even tossed milk cartons out of the garbage and spilled the remaining milk all over the floor. I was blamed for this and tried to explain to my manager that it wasn't me. I thought that I was imagining things at first until a new girl began talking about Wilson and described him to me. After that, everyone began to see him. He threw the ice bucket at my friend from a distance of six feet, opened and closed the heavy doors, appeared as a shadow on the wall, called my coworkers' names, walked in and out of the back door in front of guests, and even whistled a tune. My coworkers reported that it sounded like a miner's tune and that they saw boots on his feet when he ran. I was curious. <laughs> I was curious, so I researched mining accidents in towns nearby and one name stood out to me. Get this. William Wilson died in 1901. <gasps> right? Um, okay. The last ghost is the most recent. I moved to Utah six months ago and thought that for once I had moved far enough that the ghost would not follow me. Lately, I have woken up to a strange smell, like chili or rotten meat. I've also noticed sinks turning on by themselves and things moving around the house, but brushed it off as my imagination. A few days ago, I dreamt there was a ghost in my bathroom. Today, I was watching Sleepy Hollow, which is rather ironic because my hamster ball rolled out of the closet and across the floor. I thought my hamster was in it, but realized it was empty and then fled the house. I called my mom, who suggested that I pray and asked that it leave. She had admitted that she had done it before and that it would work. What do you mean you've done it before, I asked, but I already knew the answer. (laughs) Quote, I did it a few times before, in the Idaho house, end quote, she told me. For 20 years, my Christian mother has forbidden me from watching any scary movies in the house or talking about ghosts. I love ghost stories and horror films, and she won't even let me watch BuzzFeed Unsolved without telling me off. I couldn't live without BuzzFeed Unsolved. Um, Without telling me off or inviting spirits in the house. Now she has finally admitted that they exist and that the smiling man was not just my imagination. I can't decide if I'm happy that she finally told me the truth. Ghosts and demons are real, and everyone around me is affected by this. 
I told the ghost today to go away, but right now as I write this, there are scuffling noises coming from the living room. <laughs> I have all the lights on and have been telling it to leave my house and to leave me in peace. The end. Jesus Christ. You know, I hate to be a skeptic. Mm-hmm. The scuffling could be animals in the walls. But this be. has happened at multiple houses, right? Like, it like she said, like, like there was following. Him. Yeah, exactly. Like they said, like there's multiple, like the childhood house, and then they moved or mm-hmm. something. Like yeah. to get that at every house, like that's fucking weird. And even at his workplace, I feel like that's way too coincidental. Well, the workplace with the fucking throwing shit and mm-hmm. calling the coworkers' names yeah. and everything. Hell no! Get a new job. Go on unemployment. I don't know. Get, get out of there. Clearly, it doesn't help because it seems like this thing's following him. Oh, that's true. Because, I mean, why would a ghost haunt a Target Starbucks? Um, right? Unless it's something that's connected to this guy. Or girl. I'm not sure. But, yeah. What if... Yeah, no, it's got to be following this person. Or this person's just very sensitive to spirits. Mm. It, you know what? That could be it. They're just mm-hmm. as sensitive and everywhere they go. And it's possible also... Like, there could have been a chain of events because when you're, like, psychologically weak, like, we've seen this. Like, when people get really depressed, like, spirits find them, you know, and ghosts and demons will find them because Because they can take advantage. Yeah, they can take advantage of them. So it's possible, like, maybe this person has some added stress that they didn't write about or maybe, you know, the smiling man, like, kind of that being exposed Mm -hmm. to the smiling man at such a young age like, cause, like, they said night terrors, Mm -hmm. right? And now they're living in fear. Yeah. Like, they can feed off of that fear and now manifest themselves Everywhere, thousand percent. Shit, man. They need a cleanse. Mm-hmm. Some sage all over themselves. Some holy water. Yes. Soak yourself. Shower yeah. in that shit. Yes. All right, Lily. What's your second story for today? All right, my second story. Sorry, I was looking for that school dance picture from the beginning, <laughs> but it's like literally fourteen years ago. So. My next story is called "Help Me Rid of Shadow People." Now I didn't get this Reddit user's name, but it was pretty far up. So if you want to read it or read the comments, it's on r slash shadow people. So this is lengthy, but please read. Shadow person only shows itself to me in my dreams while my partner can see it. Mm. I live in an area where a lot of lives have been lost due to war, and that has resulted in negative energy that has stuck to the area. Right off the bat, I like that this person is aware of that. Yeah. Not like, I don't know why there's all these spirits. <laughs> it could be a ghost. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, it's nice to see someone aware of that. Um, there, is a sh- there is this shadow person who hangs out in the apartment my partner and I share with our mutual friend. While my roommate and I hardly see anything besides the occasional dark shadow darting around our peripheral, my partner, on the other hand, is more sensitive than us and has had some strange encounters. It lingers in the hallway where three doors meet. Mm. If our bedroom door is open, we can see this faint outline of something leaning in and staring at us. At this point, we will ignore it and it will sometimes go away. But there have been instances my partner would leave the bedroom to use the bathroom at night and see full body apparitions. He says it looks like a dark body with no describable features. You can tell when it's around because the feeling of dread and anxiety starts to fill the air. Other times, he said it just had appeared out of nowhere and it looks like a misty figure. So clearly this is a shapeshifter. A thousand percent. Or maybe it's possible that it has, like, an outside energy source that it can, like, define itself more with. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Like, maybe, you know, at night it's creepy. I don't fucking know. Well, I'm, not I mean, a, I'm not a scientist. It takes a lot of 
energy for these spirits to mm-hmm. show themselves. So maybe depending on if there isn't a lot of natural resources for them to feed off, yeah. maybe they. So that's why sometimes shadow people are more transparent yeah. than other ones that are just like opaque. Yeah. So that's something to look into too. Like a lot of times when people talk about haunted houses, it's good to know where you're living. And if you live on limestone, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of cases have shown that a lot of haunted houses are on limestone. limestone or um, there may be bodies of water underneath the house. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a catalyst for yeah. spirits as well. That's so true. Yeah. You're so smart. My first thought was limestone and, and, and water when you said, like, energy. So, like, we're the same wavelength. It's almost like we've known each other for, like, almost 10 years. Um, so, uh, where was I? Misty figure. Right. Well, I do not see this full-body apparition. I will see things in my dreams. I've been visited by what lingers in the hallway once in my dreams. It kind of looks like a blurry alcohol painted picture of greens, browns, and whites, sort of shaped like Bubble Buddy from SpongeBob. That's actually really scary. You know how there's like Luigi and Waluigi, uh-huh. like Bubble Buddy and Bubble Enemy? Like, <laughs> that's what we're dealing with here. It's Bubble Enemy. I know that's weird, but that's the best way to describe it. Nothing's weird on a paranormal subreddit. Absolutely not. Except for normalcy. <sighs> So this is what made me post my story on the subreddit. Last night, I had a dream I'm in a sunroom with three walls being sliding glass doors. I remember looking at this young black man talking to me how I was supposed to be teaching him my job and why I don't have anything set up. He gets upset and exits the sunroom via the sliding door. I turn to watch him leave and I see into this other house. It's an older black woman looking at me with big eyes. I turn around and I and look at the sliding door to the right of me and I see this shadow figure holding a knife <gasps> messing with the sliding door. No! All of a sudden, I see a man pass by me and lock the sliding door. He had a pointy nose and a thin mustache. He was tan and wore a gray hoodie, a baggy white t-shirt, and pants. He looked at me and said, you need to be more aware of your surroundings. Ooh. Yeah. I wake up with my heart pounding and I try to tell my partner what happened, but I was so exhausted I fell back to sleep rather quickly. <laughs> when I wake up the next morning, my boyfriend told me that told me what was going on while I was asleep. He was having a hard time falling asleep, so he was looking on his phone, messing around, trying to pass out. It sounds so cheesy writing this out, but this happened at 3 a.m. Of course it did. All the cats are cuddling in our bed while my partner is browsing on the phone. He was laying with his back facing the door. He heard a knock, and my cat stood stood up hissing at the doorway. Mm. He told me that he felt this weird energy enter the room, and he closed his eyes to not see it. I woke up a few minutes later (gasps) after this incident. And so there's a little more, but I just wanted to say, as I was, you know, reading this the first time, I was like, what if, you know, the the person who's writing this, like, they're not open enough during the day, and that's why they're Mm -hmm. having the contact in their dreams? Yeah. And, I mean... Then you get to the part where the person in the dreams is like, be more aware of your surroundings. And you're like, ding, what? ding, ding. The shadow person been there all along. You just didn't see it. I wake up this morning and told my partner what I saw. He mentioned the events that happened last night. I'm laying in bed telling him my dream, and I can't get the man's face who helped me out of my mind. 
Then it hits me. It was my cousin Woodrow. He was murdered four years prior by a stabbing in the chest. I started crying. He was protecting me or warning me. I don't believe I ever met him personally, maybe when younger, but we had similar experiences growing up with trauma. So I'm here and I hate living with this shadow person. I am moving out in a few months and I hope it doesn't follow me, but I'm scared it will and I just want it to leave me alone. What do I do? So I'm wondering though, like maybe the shadow person you're seeing is your cousin. It could be, but um, was this was this person getting negative vibes off the shadow person? You because know what? Of- the cats were. The cat was hissing. Yeah. So maybe it's just the cousin trying to protect this person from whoever the shadow person is. Uh, that's not. That's what I got. From that's the a story. good point, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you're more realistic, aren't you? Holy water and sage. Sage, yeah. The two dynamic. That's the real. And a deposit on another apartment. True. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. Now, now it's your turn. I see. Like, look at me looking for a fucking happy ending and shit. Oh, it's the cousin, and you're like, yeah, like literally, she well, could I die. That, no, but I think that is a happy ending because it shows that the cousin is still there in the afterlife, and that he's doing his best to protect them. And I like the three glass doors because in real life they said that they have three doors, mm-hmm. right? Like the hallway with three doors. Yeah. So yeah. Kind of paralleling, and maybe like the glass doors, like because like you can see. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I'm not a genius, but I wish I was. Mm. Okay. This is my second story. This is titled, This Literally Just Happened 10 Minutes Ago. So this was posted a year ago. So it didn't happen 10 minutes ago. A year and 10 minutes ago, this happened. And this was written by Lucky Strawberry Moon. About 10 minutes ago, my boyfriend, a non-believer, and I were sitting in our living room watching a YouTube video about the real Conjuring house. Mm -hmm. In the video, the new homeowners were talking about shadow people. And so I said to my boyfriend... I think I've had a few experiences with shadow people. And literally, just as I said it, it was a weird black slash flash went through our apartment. Oh, hell no. I saw something black move very quickly past my peripheral, and my boyfriend described it as, quote, like a camera flash going off in our apartment. We both looked like, what the heck was that? He's trying to explain it away as, quote, some sort of light from outside, end quote. But we have lived here for years and never saw anything like that. This is not the first weird thing that has happened in this apartment. Our ceiling fan used to turn off by itself all the time, and it used to scare me so bad that I asked for it to please stop. And it's never happened again since asking it to stop. I always feel like there is someone in the bathroom with me while I'm showering. Quote, to, oh, sorry, to the point that I have spoken out loud to my boyfriend thinking he's there, only to move the curtain and see that he's not. Oh, hell no. There have been times I could have swore that I heard someone opening the bathroom door while I'm in the shower, but sure enough, every time I look, no one is there. One morning, I woke up to my boyfriend whispering to me, quote, it's time to get up. And I opened my eyes with a big smile on my face, only to see that he wasn't even home. Uh Uh-uh. No, ma'am. The man who used to live here was named Tom. Tom died in our kitchen, and we moved into the apartment three months later. Tom was actually a family friend of my boyfriend's family. Tom knew my boyfriend when he was, my boyfriend, was a kid. It was actually a fluke that we ended up moving into this exact apartment. When we first moved in, we had no idea that Tom used to live here and died here until we already signed the lease and met our neighbor, who happens to be Tom's son. Oh, no. We often hear weird, random banging noises coming from the kitchen. We both say out loud, somewhat jokingly, Oh, you stop it, Tom. And then the banging stops. Okay. My boyfriend claims not to believe in any of this stuff, but I sometimes do think we have a spirit visitor. The incidents I'm describing here are very far and few between. 
They are not enough to convince me that we have a consistent haunting, but I also have no proof if there's a spirit that's actually Tom. Hmm. The weird camera flash slash black whoosh that happened 10 minutes ago, though, was something we both saw, and so I thought I'd share. The end. You know what I'm wondering? What? I'm wondering, so they're neighbors with Tom's son. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, like, something maybe happens in the future, you know, and, like, one of them needs each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe Tom, like, guided them to being neighbors. Yeah. You know, or Tom is looking out for them and something's going to happen. Or maybe they're, like, the same age and they needed friends in their new neighborhood. You know so he kind of brought them there together. Well, it definitely doesn't seem like the spirit is malicious yeah. or is trying to hurt them in any yeah. way. So Now, if they heard a crash or a screech when they saw that black flash... That would be different. Yeah. But yeah, it seems like it was just kind of passing by. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'm here. That's it. Yeah. And it seems to be very obedient in the sense that you tell it to stop and it stops. So maybe it is Tom. Yeah. Yeah. I like to believe it's Tom. Yeah. Final consensus, hashtag Team Tom. Case closed. So if you were, I might have asked you this over the past like three years we've been doing this or whatever. Two? Three? Two. Two. Whatever. Math sucks. And... What kind of a ghost would you be? Would you be like a peaceful residual? Would you be, you know, a poltergeist just fucking with people? Would you look out? Like, what kind of a ghost or spirit would you be? I feel like it's something that you kind of have to read the room because mm-hmm. it takes two, right? Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm a person that I'm not mean to. Like, I am nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. But Can't the relate. You cross me is when I change. Like, yes. I, I will be nice to you until you're no longer nice to me. Okay. And then I'll give you a reason to not like me if you're going to be So I think that I'm going to apply The look that. in your eyes right now is yeah. terrifying me. I'm going to be nice to you forever, I promise. I, I think that that's going to apply to me in the afterlife. Like, okay. I'm going to... I'll figure out... I don't, I don't know where I'm going to haunt yet. Mm-hmm. But when I do, if it ends up being in, in a residence, I'm going to kind of, like, joke around with them because that's just how I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I like being sarcastic mm-hmm. and, like, just pulling little pranks. So I'll kind of see how they react to it. Um... If they're nice to me about it and like they like are not just like, oh hey, stop it, you know? Yeah. Like, ah, oh, that's Ah, oh, we have a rapport. Yeah, and then yeah. I'll be cool and I'll listen to them and like I'll, you know, I'll keep my distance, but just like be like, hey, I'm here, but I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're told dicks about it, I'm fucking ruining their lives. Like I'm running. I lives. love it. So you'd be like menacing, like like just like residual, like poltergeisty ter- like a little bit of everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I, it's a situation that's very read-the-room-ish. Okay, so you kind of, like, make it up as you go along. Yeah. Okay, I like that. What I like you? that. Um, I would be a busy ghost. A busy I would have a lot to do. Like, first things first, like, send signs to my friends and family that I'm cool, I'm good. You know, make oh, sure, nice. like, everyone's at peace as much as they can be. Uh-huh. Um, and then, obviously, comes, like, the revenge step of just okay. fucking with people I hate. Patty, I love Yeah, that. like, I mean, luckily, there are not that many. Uh-huh. You know, there's, like, a select two okay. who, you know, if they outlive me, like, they're in for it. Uh-huh. Like, you know... Like, odds are my grandfather's third wife is just, like, immortal and evil. Like, she's getting it. Like, it would be a shame if she goes into her laundry room and the door locks. Such a shame. Such a shame. So, you know, I, I, I'd i be busy. But I'd also, like, send loving messages and 100% just, like, mess with people. Like, my brother, you know what I mean? Like, if he outlives me, you know, like, 
I, I would be up in that condo, like moving his like Lord of the Rings collectibles. You know, like, like those miniatures, like hiding or like putting them on a chair and then he sits on them and he's like, ow, you know, and he'd be like, God fucking damn it, Lily. Or like, you know, shit like that. Just like the dumb shit. But like, I'd be busy. No ghost days off. I like that. Yeah. Hard worker, even in the afterlife. Oh, of course. You got to like secure the ghost bag at no cost. Or at any cost. I don't know what the <laughs> phrase is. That's the name of the title. Secure the ghost bag. Yes! All right, Lily. What is your last story? So my last story is actually really short, but I thought it was kind of an interesting one. And you know I'm a big fan of like those like kind of happy ending, like light mm-hmm. at the end of the tunnel type stories. So this one is called Friendly Shadow People? Question mark. Um, and this is by user Red Hood IX or Red Hood 4. I'm not sure. Okay. And it says, I had a weird experience a while back. I've suffered from occasional sleep paralysis for a while now, and I'm not sure if that's related to shadow people at all, but that's for a different time. I tried doing a type of lucid dreaming, which required being in a state of paralysis. I did this twice. The first time, I felt a shadow being trying to get into me or my soul or something. It scared the shit out of me, but I tried again the next day. This time, I saw what felt like a different shadow person. He sat on my chest, pulled out a book, and started showing, not speaking, all stories. Mm. It was honestly a lovely experience, and when it left, I felt sad to see it leave. I haven't seen him since. Has anyone experienced anything familiar? So, I read the comments, and one of them just said, Friendly shadow people don't exist. And another one said, you know, there's no such thing as friendly ones. They are all evil. They, fe- they feed on fear and anxiety. They are not our friends. And then I read another one, which I won't read now because it's very lengthy, but I've been reading through my stories. Mm-hmm. And it was a really interesting kind of similar account of just a shadow person who looks spooky but is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a mixed bag when it comes to this, but I really kind of wanted to kind of like share it just because of who I am as a person and the way I like to end my episode, my, my part of an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one that said, uh, I have a similar experience. It's awesome, but scary too. More awesome than scary. What did yours look like? And um, do you live in a place where loved ones have passed away or have been abused? And they kind of go into a discussion there. And another one asked, you know, did you smell anything? And I think that might have been either on this last one or my last story because it was similar where you see them, then you don't see them, but you smell a specific smell, Mm -hmm. which I also think is kind of an interesting tidbit to shadow people that it's not just visual and it's not just the energy. Like on occasion you can smell something. I thought that was just like a cute little story to kind of be like happy about it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, I'm reading these stories. I'm putting you at peace. But at the same time, there is that conflict of, is it just trying to get this person to let their guard down? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I feel like if it was a demon that was trying to do that, it would disguise itself as a past loved one, you know? And get to the person. Yeah. I, like, when I've talked about my shadow people experience, I've constantly reiterated the fact that I never felt threatened by Mm -hmm. this shadow person that Mm -hmm. I've seen. Um, whether it was the same shadow person or it was multiple, it could be that this shadow person was a guardian angel. Yeah. Um, could have been someone that previously lived in the house that maybe just liked children and just wanted to watch over me. Um, but yeah, I never felt anxious. I never felt scared of it. 
Which is surprising. I think shadow people are... It, I like the topic so much because it is so versatile. Mm-hmm. And, like, there are so many stories out there. And there's so many different stories. Mm-hmm. There's the underlining... Yeah, like, for the most part, shadow people have the kind of same structure. And, obviously, mm-hmm. they're mostly black figures. Mm-hmm. But everyone... Everyone has different experiences. Whether they hear them, they see them, mm-hmm. they can sense them, they smell them. They're awake, they're asleep. They're good, they're bad. It's It's... A very varying thing and there's no definitive evidence on what mm-hmm. exactly these things are yeah so it's cool to kind of just come up with different theories along the way yeah that's also a really fun part of the podcast you know is yeah. kind of us theorizing mm-hmm. and scheming and shit mm-hmm. so what is your last story rebecca okay. my last one is mom brought us po- proof i thought you were gonna say mom brought us poop <laughs> ah poop uh, we're five um, when my mom was first diagnosed with cancer, she became a born-again Christian, but back in the 90s, she was all into the New Age stuff, and I told me and my sisters that if it was possible, she'd contact us from the afterlife to prove there was something after this. When the breast cancer came back the second time, this time meta- metastasized in her lungs, and stage four, she decided she couldn't face chemo and all that again for a less than 50% chance of not beating oh. it, but only extending her time. But she did extend her prognosis by moving to Colorado and using therapies there to keep her weight up. After three years, the decline couldn't be stopped, and she came home to Alabama September 2017 to make memories with everyone and set affairs in order. Oh, God. Yeah. She was there for my wedding in Texas. We all had a last Christmas together with lots of laughing and pictures. She got to teach me to make jelly and can make and can and can it. I'm sorry. Um, in June 2018, my mom started telling my sister and dad about the shadow people she had started seeing. She would see them in the yard, or they would move through the rooms of the house as if the walls were not there, sometimes standing by her for a period of time before walking off. They weren't frightening or scary to her, though. She just wondered why they were there. My sister speculated that for mom, the veil, whatever separates the living from the dead, was getting thin, but her approach to it was so gradual she might be seeing through it. Hmm. They do say that, that as you're either, when you're young and when you're towards the end, it Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, she's so close to the other side. Yeah. Mom passed three months later in September, and at first when I saw her in my dreams, it was leaving me a very stressed out and distraught when I woke up, and I hadn't told anyone but my husband. I was trying to to tough through it on my own. Then there was another dream. My mom was sitting at the kitchen table, not talking, just chilling, and two of my sisters came over. My Aunt R was, he- was headed to sit at the table in the chair Mom was in, but right before reaching went, oops, can't take that one, B is there. And I was <laughs> shocked and said, you can see her? And Aunt R laughed and said, yeah, of course I can. She's visiting all of us. And after that, when I woke up, I called my Aunt R, and after beating around the bush a little, I asked if she was <coughs> having... It's all wrong. Continue. I'm going to read you that. After that, when I woke up, I called my Aunt R, and after beating around the bush a little, I asked if she was having dreams with my mom, and she was. Then I found out so were my sisters and my dad. But so far, mom didn't talk in mine. She was telling my dad to go places and giving advice and all those sorts of things to others. I became less stressed and saddened by her presence in my dreams. Two months ago, my mom came to me in a dream and told me I need to go see my grandmother, her mother, soon. She didn't say why, she just said I needed to, and to do it soon. Soon was very pressed upon. Then in this dream, I called my oldest sister to tell her about it, and I started crying on the phone with her, which was what woke me up with tears still on my cheeks. Oh! So the first thing I do is complete the dream and call my sister and tell her about it so she can go visit Granny. It's not as easy for me living a thousand miles away. 
Last month, my sister tells me Granny's mind is now slipping pretty regularly. Example, she went to three yard sales with my aunt and bought stuff at all three. Then they went out to eat lunch, and someone mentions maybe they'll see some more yard sales after lunch. Granny says, yeah, maybe we'll find one now. Ain't seen a single one all day. And she wasn't joking. These last two weeks, Granny started having breathing distress and was in the hospital for a week. Now she's been released to home hospice. I'm flying back this week. My mom only spoke up in my dreams to warn me, and it came true pretty fast. She always told us if she could bring us proof of the afterlife, she would. And to me, she has. Oh, I love it when we end episodes with shit mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Very oh. interesting. I'm see. like, I'm like flustered mm-hmm. by it. You know, like it. It. This is. These are the kind of stories that, you know, like when you have a stressful job, mm-hmm. right? But then you have like that one really nice client or customer or interaction even that you're like, this is why I do it. Exactly. It's like, this is why we do it for these 100%. sweet stories that kind of make you believe. And if you don't believe, it makes you want to believe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, granny. Uh, all right. Well, on that note, that concludes this episode of Just Ghoulie Thing. Ready to shout out the socials? Oh, born ready. Okay. You can follow us on Instagram at Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Baldessari. Twitter, JGT Podcast. Facebook like page, Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Facebook private group, Just Ghoulie Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon, Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Buy that merch at either of these two places. TeePublic.com, search Just Ghoulie Things Podcast or RebeccaRuber.com slash shop. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience you'd like to share on our show, Feel free to email us at justgoolythingspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, Boo Things, and we will talk to Boo next week. Goodbye! Alex Knight, the world's foremost authority on Bigfoot research, heads to Canada to investigate a profoundly incredible Bigfoot encounter. His daughter, Sydney, eagerly joins the expedition, accompanied by reluctant Toronto television hostess, Amira Ali. Sid and her father's team adventure north in pursuit of the legendary Sasquatch. Prophecy from a forgotten Algonquin tribe and a mystical calling deeply connect Sydney to the creature. The revelation of unknown truths ensures that Sid will never see the forest or herself the same again. Get your copy of James Allen Ross's Spirit of the Woods, the story of a young woman's encounter with Bigfoot now for the price of $9.99 paperback and $0.99 on Kindle. Available on Amazon.